welcome to this morning's episode of uh, marriage talk we would like to bring you conversations and content that will help build a life lasting marriage relationship for you you may be married or you may not be married this is definitely going to help you either ways if you have any desire any perspective any ideology any thought processes about marriage then you have to listen to the end and i believe that this will speak to you i believe that this will minister to you this morning i'm interviewing a a friend of mine and his wife uh, philips and rupa both of them have been great inspirations for me and rashmi uh, seeing their family life seeing their uh, mentorship over many couples and how much they give attention to small details of family life uh, small details of being parents and and being leaders at home it, it is really tremendously blessed me and and uh, we thought we could have them over for dinner one evening and when they were here we said hey why not we interview you uh, and that's how we did this conversation and i hope that you will really really enjoy this conversation if you are blessed make sure to uh, leave a review for this podcast so that other people can uh, find us on itunes other people can find us online as well god bless you over to the conversation Hello Philips and Rupa thank you for allowing us to interview you on this topic of marriage uh it's been a joy getting to know the both of you the input that you've given me and Rashmi over the last few years and uh the way you've spoken into our lives you've mentored in us in different areas not just marriage in many other areas we are so grateful for your friendship and your inputs into our life and it's so good to have you both Uh, together on our podcast uh, like this i have earlier interviewed philips on leadership once uh, and it's so good to have the both of you together and talk about marriage would you just want to say hi to our listeners hi it's such a lovely experience to be on the podcast again particularly to be together right. and to speak on this topic of marriage which is so close to our heart Uh, Thank you Preeti we are glad to be here together same same here i i'm i'm excited uh, just jumping into the topic that we are talking on we are talking about marriage um how would you define marriage if i have to ask you to define marriage what would you say about it for the singles i would say experience it <laughs> <laughs> for the married i would say maybe we should get back to the or- origin of where it all started for us to understand what marriage is Mm-hmm. So when I look at marriage God starts by saying it is not good mm-hmm. and then he says I will give you a suitable helper or mm-hmm. a suitable companion one translation says mm-hmm. I prefer to use the word companion mm-hmm. so I believe marriage is synonymous for companionship that's why God goes on to say for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and become and the two shall become one right right and that oneness Mm. is not just a physical oneness what we believe is that it's representing trinity mm. so marriage is a representation of trinity wow yeah the three are one mm-hmm. so they replicated that when god said let us create man in our own image mm-hmm. 
and he made the two to become one yeah yeah so in a way marriage is a representation of god's image mm. his trinitarian image mm. on the earth wow so when it comes to unity when it comes to relationship when it comes to equality all that is represented in this aspect of marriage wow. so it's difficult to put it in definition i understand but this is what this is how it started off in the ori- original form and god intended marriage to be that's true and i believe it's the same today when yeah. we get into marriage it's for that companionship mm. it's for that oneness mm. and it's to represent god Hmm. in our family hmm. in our oneness absolutely i agree uh, rupa you would like to add anything or yeah to add to it i would say uh, since he's already defined it i would just want to say that though those words companionship and oneness sounds very simple hmm. i would say it's hard work yeah yeah it just cannot be done overnight right. it cannot be done like how mm-hmm. we have our school or college friendships mm-hmm. this is this oneness is to represent and resemble mm. and reflect the trinitarian god absolutely so so if it is hard work it, it definitely means that it it will form a bit of character in both the 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 guy and the 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 man and the woman uh, how does marriage form character in, in us like you know how does marriage challenge us uh, uh, challenge our thought processes our attitudes behaviors ways of speaking uh, can you just expound on this because so many times we think that uh, marriage is for for perfect people or you know marriage is for people who have already uh, you know who are, who are ideal uh, couples and you know they are perfect for each other but uh, our experience tells us that if when we are in marriages when we get sharpened and so so can you can you explain how marriage can be very helpful in character formation in mm. in in building uh, our, the person that god intends us to be Mm. the thing that we often use for character formation is sandpaper okay so when you think of sandpaper mm. that's what you use it to smoothen off the rough edges mm. so that's both right. the man and the woman have rough edges mm. and they come just like that into marriage right and so god uses marriage mm-hmm. to smoothen off all those roughness mm. and to prepare both the man and the woman mm. to reflect more mm. of Christ. Mm. So when we are talking about character formation it is not about having to become like the husband or mm. like the man or mm. like a perfect fantasy marriage like happy live happily they lived ever after mm-hmm. but it's more to be like Christ. Mm, that's and right. And to be like Christ it's again not going to be easy there's right. a lot of shedding off to be done mm. so there's wrong thought processes that mm. needs to be stopped mm. there are feelings that one wants to do it to mm. have my way like i was just saying a little while ago about our conversation mm. so it is not about me having my way mm. i would want to uh, do things in my style like we were talking in the night i would require the fan mm. and he would not want the fan yeah. but then if i want to let my love go beyond that mm. i would have to understand i should let go of my preference and let him have his preference that's true that's true so if we look at those examples there's going to be several in a day right. several over the years that we have to let go and let our love rule that's right i would say marriage is a molder yeah yeah it molds your character mm. 
personally for me it revealed mm. how selfish i am wow yeah and i did not realize that until i got married mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was almost like i tended to push my way through with all my friends and those who were with me mm-hmm. and they would all just accept and we would go ahead mm. but when we got married here was a person whom i said i loved mm. and i wanted the best for her mm. but my natural was to take my preference right and i learned over a period that selfishness needs to get killed in marriage right right because marriage god brings in order to let us know what it means to love the mm. other with mm. a agape love mm-hmm. and that cannot happen by brewing selfishness on one hand mm. and the other hand trying to love the other right right so it's a lot to like discipleship mm-hmm. you carry the cross mm-hmm. not in the negative sense mm-hmm. it is positive god intended relationship mm. but it molds you mm. to think different mm. to show forth that character that shows you are more important to me than me i am right right and to say i consider the other person better than yourself yeah all those commands which are there mm-hmm. they apply first in marriage right right if right. we can live that in marriage mm. it's easier to live it outside <laughs> that's that's so true that's so true and 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 i think the the root of all sin is selfishness and and if marriage can teach us how to overcome selfishness i think it it helps us uh, overcome a majority of uh, sins that we that that can easily uh, you know trap us now you you both counsel and help a lot of couples who are married and i, I know that you also do a lot of premarital counseling uh, for people who yeah. are getting married or who want to get married or planning to get married so what will be that one advice or one thing that you would tell them uh, through the course of their preparation uh what is a, what will be the main element that you would say you have to not forget working on this one area um if you want to get married or in your preparation to marriage i'm sure there are many but uh, if you could just both give one one points each in uh, what are the things that you know because many of our listeners are young yeah. people who are yet to be married or who who are dreaming to be married in the next couple of months or years so mm. what would be the one advice you would give them uh telling them what uh, they should be prepared for what they should do as we were just addressing the previous question one thing that came to my mind was about individuals getting into marriage saying i will be just the way i am mm-hmm. i will not change right people around who've got married have changed but i will choose not to change mm-hmm. so i would say if you have that in mind mm-hmm. and those of you who are listening and planning to get married mm. if you think you don't want to change mm. then please stay single <laughs> that's the marriage that's is not a for wise you advice. yeah 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 marriage is not for you marriage will bring change yeah. has to bring change yeah. and that is what god intended mm. and there's a lot of giving in and there's a lot of giving up mm. and that can only happen when we decide to change right 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 yeah i always say marriage is synonymous to one word and i call that as adjustment mm-hmm. in bangalore they say adjust madi mm. so it's adjustment both mm. have to learn to give up their position mm. yeah if you're not willing to give up that position you've mm. been a very selfish person mm. at home having your way etc 
you need to be prepared to give up that position as you come into marriage. Mm-hmm. That's right. Unless we do that, we will not be able to come into that oneness that mm. God intends for us in That's marriage. That's true. That's true. And for that to happen, there is a, a level of intentionality that is needed. Mm-hmm. Why I say this is many people think once we get married, things will fall in place. Yeah, yeah. The bad news is they don't. Yeah, that's true. That's why many marriages break, including yeah. Christian marriages. Christians, yeah. Here are two independent thinking individuals who come together. Mm. And if they're not willing to say, I will make a change, mm. number one. Number two, to say, no matter what the cost, I will stay intentional mm. in making this marriage work. Mm-hmm. Unless these two are there, mm. it's like Rupa said, it's advice to remain single mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. to get married. Right, right, right. You know, in at least in an Indian context, there is a, there's a lot of uh, thinking like this that, uh wedding is getting married is the end you know it's the ultimate destination once you get married uh you know you work hard really hard find the right person arrange for the funds arrange for the finances and work hard go for premarital do everything and then you get married mm. and then it that's it you know we we look at it as something a goal being achieved and mm. and we look at it as a destination in itself and and we think that there's nothing to do after marriage. And what is your perspective on that? What do you think? When we do premarital, we help young people understand there's a difference between wedding and marriage. Right, right. Wedding is a one-day event, hmm. a one-hour event very often. Hmm. And we do a lot and lot of preparation for, for the wedding. wedding and the reception after that. We do our best, get the best clothes, give the best food, the best decoration, etc. We are willing to go out of our way to do things for that wedding. Mm-hmm. But marriage mm. is what starts after your wedding. Yeah. And that's a lifetime. Yeah. We are married for more than 17 years now. Mm. And we are still discovering things about each other. Mm-hmm. We are still learning to be patient with each other. We mm. still get irritated in some areas with each other. That's mm. reality. Right, right. And that's part of the process mm-hmm. that God uses. Yeah. In maturing us in our relationship with one another. Mm. And also maturing us as individuals in the process. That's right. So it's a long haul. It's mm. a marathon. Mm. It's not a sprint. Right, right. So wedding is good. Mm. Good to arrange the weddings, etc. Different people have different perception. Mm. But what we tell is, don't have a great wedding and a bad marriage. Yeah, yeah. It's better to have a bad wedding. And a good marriage. And a great marriage. Right. Because bad wedding, I mean, I don't intend that it has to be bad. Even if the food goes not so good, people either ways complain. Yeah. So might as well let that go and enjoy your marriage relationship, which right. is for a lifetime. That's true. And why we say this, because the one, one of the main relationships to which God compares his relationship is with mar- his people is marriage. Yeah, yeah. As you know, in the Bible, the Bible begins with marriage mm. in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, mm. and it ends with marriage in Revelation chapter 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about 21 and 22. Yeah. So we're talking about how important marriage is for God. Mm. In fact, when people of Israel failed, Mm. God said, you're prostituting yourself. And he compares saying, 
husband and wife relationship right so god is saying there is a commitment that is needed and that is not a one hour commitment at the wedding mm, that's it's a right. lifetime commitment that's right that is to be stuck together mm. and grow together have fun together mm. cry together mm. it's it's not an easy journey mm. but it's a worthwhile journey wow wow worthwhile journey because it's god's design and it's the best amazing Yeah, I think along the same lines as soon as you asked me that question, my mind went to the uh, day we are going to get married as a church to Christ. Mm, and I yeah. was thinking that's just not what we're living for. Right, right. That's just going to be how much more we're going to know him. Yeah. And eternity is so much to more, yeah. know, understand, live mm. and there's not going to be an end to just enjoying it. That's true. So when God was actually looking at marriage here mm. for us as a man and woman mm. it wasn't to just have a wedding mm. but it was to explore more of the beauty he intended and planned in mm. the institution of marriage and That's so true. it's not just the beginning it's mm. not just the end it's more a beginning of the journey mm. to understand explore each other and it's been a fun journey for us wow wow amazing not amazing. that we haven't had our I understand. Valleys. Mm. I think all of us go through it. Mm. But when you have that intentionality that I spoke about, the journey becomes worthwhile because you don't give up. Yeah, that's you right. You hold on mm. and you know that there's a greater purpose than a little conflict that we could have had or little that's differences right. that we would portray mm-hmm. and uh, that helps us to keep on going. That's true. You know, something that we've always believed, uh, Rashmi and I, over the last uh, five years, four years of our marriage, we'll turn five the next month. Congratulations, uh, you're a true man. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, something that we've believed is that uh, most marriages don't fail because of XYZ reasons. The greatest reasons for failure in marriage is the lack of godly mentors, parents, pastors counselors uh, or, or the lack of submission to those people you know and how important is it to uh, expect mentoring even after getting married because i know many people they rush for premarital before getting married but after marriage they think that okay now that we are married you know we can do without help so how important is the role of mentors or pastors or spiritual parents or whoever and and the importance of accountability especially after marriage mm-hmm. not just before but even after marriage if you could just expound on that yeah so when we're looking at uh, several people who we've done premarital with what comes to my mind uh, are those who've had an overnight decision mm-hmm. and then got married um, in the weekend and then gone had no time for premarital then i'm also thinking of another group of people who've planned it so quick but had no time to do premarital giving the time for themselves mm. so they would have done a premarital session like say um three or four mm-hmm. or maybe one hour mm-hmm. and then say that's fine for me and i can do life mm. then there's another group of people that we have observed who have come back and have benefited are the ones who've done the whole seven courses with us along with that they have also done the book the assignments that we've given them mm-hmm. and then we've never asked them to come back and knock on our doors mm-hmm. when they need help mm-hmm. but what the premarital course has done for them is to know when are the situations in their life 
that they need to consult mm, okay. when are the situations that they need to take help mm-hmm. so when there is an argument that hasn't settled within them mm. whether it's in their third year of marriage or six months of marriage or seven years i have noticed these individuals come back mm. and that has helped because of the mentor mentorship Before and the marriage. bond yes mm. so during that premarital stage they have realized the importance through that the eyes have been opened and then both of them should have been comfortable with the couple that they are mm. working with right. and then that bonding uh, takes off for all four of them to go together that's true that's true just to add you can never under underestimate the need or understate the need for mentors right right i'll tell you why practically many of the conflicts that occur are for such silly reason mm-hmm. and often it either breaks the marriage or they continue to live together mm-hmm. but there's a strain in relationship mm-hmm. when, what happens with the mentor mm-hmm. is when they come confide with us mm-hmm. we are not giving them great counsel mm. we are only reflecting back to them on what's happening by asking them some pointed questions mm-hmm. and they come to a self realization of how silly this problem is right right and that solves the problem for them mm. and they're able to go back and work at it mm. and maybe after a couple of conflicts they mature enough mm. to not do the to same to not do the same mm. and that helps them to stay on mm. and uh, that can happen because of mentoring relationship right, right. if mentors are not there mm. mentors i mean anybody who, with whom they can confide and right. is able to help them neutrally mm. not getting on the side of one or the other mm. what happens is marriages break mm, people true. live together under the same roof but they're still living as roommates mm. and the relationship mm. remember i spoke about the companionship right that is robbed of the marriage right right then it becomes like namesake marriage mm. so I would tell young people who are going to be getting married mm. please ensure you go for premarital mm. even if you're married and you're listening to this podcast ensure you find a senior couple mm. with whom both of you trust mm. both of you are able to open up mm. talk to them mm. get yourself comfortable with them it can even just be having meal together with them mm. it can be just talking to them it can just be watching a movie together with them mm. but at least you know there is somebody you can fall back on wow yeah that's true and uh, that's very important very very important i would say i completely agree thank you so much for giving us your time and for doing this podcast if somebody has to reach out to you uh, what's the best way i know that philips you are there on twitter if yes. somebody has to reach out phil daya one phil daya one that's your twitter 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 account or philips thanidhi on linkedin okay so that's that's like the best way to reach the both of you and and seek help if they need uh, so thank you so much for uh, coming on this podcast we enjoy your friendship and we enjoy spending time with you every time we hang out and uh, uh, we pray the best for the both of you we do thank too you. we enjoy your friendship thank you so much yeah, and it's been lovely to know you guys for many years now mm. and thank you very much for having us on the podcast mm-hmm. thank you thank you God bless you. That's all for this week. As you prepare for a new week ahead, may we request your continual prayer and financial support for the ministry here at Bangalore Revival Center and also for our mission work in different and diverse parts of India, Africa and around the world. 
Every dollar or rupee you contribute will actually make a life transforming difference to many. Find all the information for making your generous contributions at pastorpriji.com.